Hey guys, welcome to Shooting Blanks. Uh, today we dive back into some more mental health topics. I sit down with Heather, who is a tradeswoman herself, so there's a different perspective as to job sites and family life and everything else uh, that goes on from day-to-day -day life. I uh, hope you guys like it. Uh, drop a comment, let me know what you guys want to talk about next, and we can go from there. All right? Thanks, guys. Recording in progress. Oh, that was weird. Could you hear that? Yeah, it lets, it lets you, it notifies the uh, person. Weird. I didn't know that was a thing. So, how are you, Heather? I'm good. How are you, Nick? I have no complaints yet, but it's uh, Thursday, not Friday, so I guess that's a good thing, but it's not Friday, so, uh, yeah, whatever. Um, right? Anyway, let me try to turn on a light or something here because this is uh really dark in here and you can't really see my face because i put up a backdrop um and i didn't realize that until right now okay that's a little bit better uh so i will edit out the first minute and eight seconds of this podcast and we are good to go so to break the tension to break the the newness of it let's do um i have a couple would you rathers okay and i'm gonna jump into the one that i asked you about if it would be okay to ask you or not so it sounds important it is just because i you know uh, uh would you rather have Nipples for toes or toes for nipples? And we're talking the big, big toe. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Only nipples for toes. I mean, you know. Would that affect how you stand up? What? Would that affect how you stand up? Oh, well, yeah, because that helps you balance, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I guess you constantly have to stimulate your toes in order to have some balance, right? <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, yeah. So, uh... dude, that is a toughie. Then, if you think about all the um, outside uh, things, but I mean, if you have toes for nipples, it's gonna really hurt your dating life. You know, oh, it, it's gonna hurt more than that. I mean, can you imagine being at work and it's just winter? <laughs> and... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Be like. Uh, Right? Big toe. Yeah. Big toe. Yeah. Okay. So what about, uh, <laughs> would you rather be in jail for five years or a coma for a decade? Uh, probably the coma because you don't really know what's going on. At least in jail, you kind of know what's going on, right? So you'd rather be in the coma and not know what's going on than be in jail and know I, what's going on? I think I'd rather be in the coma, yeah. Plus, I like to sleep anyway, so it'd be a nice little break. That would be so scary to me to wake up and you're like Robin Williams from Jumanji. What year is it? Uh, right. That'd be so weird. Then can you imagine if you freaking, you're in the coma and then all of a sudden the Sharks win the Stanley Cup and you're like, oh, I missed it? And then they don't do it again for their 110 years? It's, ah, uh, see? Can't do I that. Mean, I mean, I guess you would miss out a lot, but in uh, today's world, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think there's much good stuff to miss out on anymore my uh, pessimist thinking there at its finest but actually that's good uh, I'm, I'm i'm actually glad that you said that because that is a good uh that's a good segue 
into exactly. into what what's what's going to happen and what we're going to talk about. So you took some time off work, right? Yeah, I recently been taking some time, much needed time off. Um, you know, there's just a lot of outside factors going on in my life and just stuff on the job side that was going on and, you know, things that are just related in the trade. And I just, I just figured, I think right now I need to focus on myself. Okay. I mean, as miss that those paychecks and it's a part of your career, missing out on opportunities to learn and grow. But at the same time, if I'm not right in here, I'm not going to learn and grow very much. So true. That, that's that's very true. Yeah. So what would you be able to now? Last I heard, you were with a, a shop that uh, you were on great terms with. Would you be able to go back to that shop, or are they giving you the time off, or is it kind of because you just turned out? So is it just ride the books till you get back, or what would happen in that aspect? Um, See, I'm not sure. It was it was a really strange situation, and I, you know, I don't want to talk too much into it just in case somebody from that job side or whatever, yeah, you know, listens to the podcast. Well, but um, it was just a really weird, yeah. I, I don't want to say setup or anything, but it was just a really weird instance, and it kind of all kind of left me a little in shock. But I mean, it is what it is. I know that part of the, the blessing and the curse of the trade is that you can kind of, you know, pick up and leave whenever you want. Or, you know, if you do get laid off, you can go to the hall, get a call the next day or wait a few days and get a call. Right. You know, in some areas, um, I'm pretty fortunate to live in a place where there's always that opportunity. That's true. You guys but, have a crap ton of work down there. <laughs> yeah. But I just, I just feel like, yeah, at this time, because of what's going on, and like I said, outside factors too, I just kind of want to take a break and fix some things in myself that I, I should. Because I'm always looking to better myself and improve myself because I'm my worst critic. Right. So, yeah, that's kind of what I'm doing. How long have you been, have, were you in this trade before you got in the apprenticeship, or is this your first time in the trade, first everything? Um, I wasn't in the trade to begin with. Um, I was actually uh, a youth development director. Nice. And uh, programs that I did and created for families and youth and parents and, you know, opportunities on how to uh, teach your children in Pentecost preschool. Like, I developed all these different programs and such, and I was actually in a, a local magazine because of the, the things that I put on. And I, I really loved it, but I wasn't making great money and um, being a single mother. I just, I knew I had to find something else. I was super passionate about it, but when I went to them and asked for a $3 raise, thinking they would come back at least with a dollar, I was offered 30 cents, and I was just like, oh, Oof. F this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that 30 cents more is not going to put food on the table for my kids now. No, no. So I, I, I politely said F you, and um, I had some family in the trade, and one of my uncles just kept bugging me to do it. Nice. And that's open the door you know because at first it was like i don't want to be a construction worker that's right. you know right but honestly one of the best things i've ever done in my life um because it just it really gave me so much financial freedom as a single woman in silicon valley there you go so, now, on the on a whole would you uh would you say you had a great experience once you joined the trades or is it up and down like anything or is it more down I'd and up it's, I'd say it's been like 80-20. 
I mean, I really love what I do. I've met so many wonderful people through the trade, uh, you know, you being one of them. Um, and just so many guys and, and girls that I just really consider my friends and family, um, you know, that I'm thankful for. But like everything, you know, it's not always perfect. Right. You know? What would you have changed about your apprenticeship? Well, you know, always self-reflection. I wish I was a little more studious, and I wish I had taken it a little more seriously. Okay. Uh, you know, don't get me wrong, I made it through it, but there were times and instances where I think I could have done just a little better and pushed myself a little harder, because I think, you know, when you're first year, you're not even, you're just thinking about the the you know, six months, every, every month I'm going to, you know, uh, get a pay increase. You're not thinking like, okay, like this is really, it's going to end one day. I'm not going to be an apprentice anymore. And, you know, it's kind of, I don't know. It seems like surreal anyways. So I just wish I would have, uh, yeah, sat back and focused a little more. Um, but it just seemed like those five years really flew by and, I get mad at myself sometimes for not taking more opportunity, but at the same time, I also had myself, my kids, you know, you know, my house, all that other stuff that piled on top and get kind of lost with it. Right. Uh, I just, I don't know. I'm going to go ahead and say that, uh, that it's, 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 uh, it's horseshit that, uh, y'all get a pay raise every six months. We don't get that (laughs) until our first year is done. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but so, do you think that on a whole, honestly, did you get treated differently in your apprenticeship or a job site because you're a woman? Um, you know, I hate I hate being that that woman. I hate being that person to say that. But at the end of the day, yes. Um, and don't get me wrong, I've heard some some scary stories. Like, I was fortunate enough to have my first job be the Big Apple Project. So nice. as a first-year apprentice, that was, that was my job. So I walked into electricians and stuff from all over the country, um, you know, other trades, people from all over the country. Uh, I never knew that certain locals didn't provide dental care, so... You know, growing up in the trade, I mean, growing up in my family with people in the trade, they always had nice teeth and stuff. So then when, I, you know, I met some guy from somewhere else, I was like, oh, holy shit, I thought we made good money, but I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> anyway my point being is, um, you know, from there, I didn't meet some women, a lot of women in the trade, and uh, they would share some stories. So I'm pretty fortunate that I did at least have my friendship. I mean, I've been in you know, San Jose, California, or somewhere where, you know, in the South or, you know, somewhere where it was a little, little bit harder. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it is a different beast uh, for women, I think. You just you have to be thick-skinned. Um, thick-skinned as in what? As in dealing with just the abrasiveness that men are or jokes or what, what do you mean by what do you mean by thick-skinned? Well, so I don't, I mean, you've seen my posts on Instagram and things like that. Like, I, I could be pretty abrasive myself. Like, right. I can, if I didn't have stage fright, I would love to be a comedian. That would be my dream. But, 
Um, so it's not just that. It's just, like, even when I got in, I heard, oh, you're only here to find a husband. Like, like all of the guys on the job sites with some winners or something, you know? Right. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, you're just here for easy money. You're not going to really work hard. Women, get, you know, women don't stick. They don't fit in. They don't do this. They don't do that. And, you know, um, I didn't get on uh, one line for the longest time. But, oh, that's it's too much for you. It's too heavy. you got to, you know, stuff's bigger. You're not going to be able to handle it. You know, all this stuff. And I don't know. So I feel like you get you get automatically pushed out of an opportunity to learn or at least see what's going on. Right. You have that, you have that knowledge, that experience. Just because you're faulted because of who you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? So... I don't know, and I, I used to stick up for myself, especially towards the last um, two years in my apprenticeship, saying, hey, I've never done this, I've never done that. I got stuck on a lot of lighting and NC running, you know? And I was like, uh, I wanted to be more well-rounded, you know, electrician. So I'd speak up, and then it's like, well, you just kind of kind of deal with what, what you have, and you're being too mouthy, or... You know, well, this is this is just what you're gonna have, and you better accept it. And you know, so it's pretty frustrating because I felt like as I was gonna advocate for myself, I wasn't being taken seriously. Yeah, I can see that. So, I'm in my final year of my apprenticeship, and yes, as I got to about the halfway mark of the apprenticeship, I started to see things a little bit differently. So, from your perspective, from a different local but the same state, do you feel okay. that? the apprenticeship teaches you to be an installer or an electrician? Cause those are two different things. And I feel that a lot of people are installers. They can't do a lot of the stuff that's that, that it takes is anybody realistically, you, you, you strip it down to the bare nuts and bolts. Anybody can run Romex or MC and oh, black to black, white to white. Awesome. But it takes the troubleshooting or the understanding of, which I got shafted on the AC theory uh, or DC theory that you have to understand that to become an electrician. I feel that at least our apprenticeship teaches you to be an installer. And then you get half a bracket of, or half a semester of a foreman class. And then it's like, good luck. You're on your way. It's like, well, wait, wait a minute. Now with, with our school, it's, it's gone through some changes. Um, When I first got in, we had our assistant director who knew everything through and through. He retired. Within a year, our director passed away. Within or a month before, the le- the main dispatcher lady for our school, who would at least match up where you lived, where the jobs were, and knew all the contractors, all that, she passed away as well. So there's a lot of stuff that happened. So then we went through like three directors, and now I'm, I've been riding a wave of, of new teachers who, yeah. in my opinion, any class – whether it be third grade, whether it be our apprenticeship, whether it be college, if you start a class and a teacher says, you're never going to use this, why the fuck am I here? You know what I mean? Or it's like, I don't know how to teach this. Go ahead and YouTube it. Or if I'm teaching myself, why the fuck am I here? And I feel like that's where a lot of the apprenticeship has gone, that they're more concerned about getting their money from the state for butts in the seats than they are. You can die if you do this wrong on a transformer. Or oh, you yeah. can hurt somebody by doing it this way. And it's like, 
We, I think we did. Just got hit by two seventy-seven the other day. You know, it's just yeah. Right, and it's it's gonna happen, but yeah, I I don't know. I may, and that's why I want to know if if it's more than just what I'm experiencing. Because right now, coming into because we break it down by brackets. So the second I'm done with my my uh, eighth bracket, going into my final year, which I'm in my ninth bracket, I could apply to take my state test. No one told us that. It was like, all right, so you just got to have 8,000 hours. Yeah. Cool. Well, I've been above 8,000 hours since before my eighth bracket because I work every bit of overtime possible. So when were you going to tell me I could just check them in my final year or I could, they said I had to wait till my eighth bracket. If I had the hours, why couldn't I do it? So right. it's like, it's, it's not, it's not cohesive in, in my opinion. So I just wanted to see if it was like that everywhere, but it kind of goes back to like what I said. Uh, I completely agree with you. I think that they do just train you to be installers, right? Yeah. But if you are in that person or in that mindset, um, where you take the time to educate yourself, you know, then that's that's where you're gonna you're gonna be. If, if not, if you don't step out there and, and you do watch those YouTube videos and things like that, you are gonna have those teachers that are sitting there, oh, you know, you're not going to really use this on the job. And then when you get on the job, you ask a question, they're like, they should teach you that at the JTC. Right. You know, stuff right. like that. So it's just like, how, how do I, you know, what what am I supposed to do here? So, yeah, um, I think that it's just, your education is going to be based on how aggressive you are as, as a person to make sure that you uh, – excel and succeed in, in this field which is sad because they are taking money for our education you know they're getting paid to educate us and i just feel at the end of the day uh, you know our instructors are also tired they work most of the day right. and everyone's kind of just tuned out and you know tone dead zombied and especially oh man going through my last year and a half of, of school resume that was such it was so difficult yeah so difficult so i don't know um it's sad because it is such a beautiful trade and like just the knowledge that you can get from it and possess from it could be so great but yeah i, just, I feel like it's just like a well, on Sunday, I have another podcast with um, a lady in Reno, and she's experienced yeah. a lot of shit. And I want to know if you've experienced it as well. Of, because I have, of journeymen foremen don't want to teach certain things for their own right. job security, or yes. they degrade or belittle you because you're an apprentice. And then I had another person who's non-union. I think you follow her on Instagram. She hit me up asking. Um, because I guess her job site is mixed of union and non-union, of the union guys that aren't even in the same trade talking shit about rats and wormy shit and blah, 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 blah. Um, Which that's going to happen. That's whatever. Uh, But have you experienced journeyman, foreman, um, other people not teaching you certain things to save their own ass? Oh, 100%. And I think it's unfortunate. And um, I mean, I've had those good guys on the job that and, and most of them typically have daughters right. and they, they want to teach me and they're helpful they want me to learn they see I take it seriously you know they see that I am putting an effort um, 
you know, as far as my skill set is, and they'll, they'll give me those tips and tricks, but then, yeah, you get pigeonholed with some certain people because they're just so insecure in their own self and job sphere that they don't want to show you or give you the opportunity to do anything. And, yeah, some of those good guys have even said, you know, because you're a woman, a lot of guys get insecure about that too because, you know, you're a little more organized. You know, you can delegate probably a little better and, you know, whereas they just have these blinders on to their little tasks that they have. So, yeah, I, I do agree with that. There's some, you know, discrimination. And I've even had one instance where um, I was actually cornered in an electrical room uh, when I was a second year apprentice by some foreman that felt, he wasn't my direct foreman, but it was a foreman that felt that he had the need to tell me, I don't belong here. Hmm. And I'm not going to make it. And I should just go home. And I'm, you know, being X, Y, and Z and putting this thought out or thought at least into my head too that yeah i just wasn't going to succeed well he's an asshole um let me let me let me start by saying that he's an asshole yeah um now do you think he justified that just just devil's advocate uh by saying that stuff you to see if you're gonna rise or fall that way it's oh see i did it just to motivate her or it's told us you couldn't cut it fuck it you know uh, right. which, it, it's wrong no matter how you cut it, but I mean, it's, I, I don't understand that mindset. So, I, you know, just trying, I guess I was thinking out loud, just trying to figure out why the fuck somebody would be compelled to say that. You know what I mean? You know, I don't know. Um, based on the appearance of his teeth, I think he might've been a drug addict, <laughs> but, um, I don't know why he did that. And it, a lot of people do, they say, Oh, it's tough love. It's this and that. Um, my last year instructor, uh, it was very hard on me, and I was the only female in my class, like the only girl at all in a class wow. of 21, and it was a large class. Uh, I believe we had over 100 uh, students. What the fuck? And I was the only girl, and I, you know, in the midst of COVID, still catching back up on bills. I had my stepfather and my grandfather pass away in the span of two weeks. Oh, shit, I'm sorry. So, a lot of heavy shit going on. Yeah. And I instructor of mine, like, I'm not saying he should cut me any slack, but he was just anything he could do. Guys would be eating it on the Zoom, you know, while we're sitting there in our lecture. One time I went over to my friend's house, uh, so I just had to get my mind up, so she's like, I'll cook you dinner while you're, uh, you know, in your class. So I go to eat, and he's like, why are you eating? Like, you know, calling me out. And I wanted to sit there and say, well, so-and-so ate last week. So-and-so ate yesterday. So-and-so was eating an hour prior. I was like, why Why was that my, you know, why did you have to call me out? I don't know. Right. See, that's where, this is where I get myself in trouble because that's where I talk back. And right. that's where I'm like, was I unmuted? Could you hear me fucking chewing? Because I'm in my goddamn house. So go fuck yourself. Like, it's, I'm not in your classroom. If I'm in your classroom, by all means, you got rules, bro. But it's dinner time and I'm here. So, you know, but that's how I treat everybody. I had a, a journeyman that I worked with um, when I did my year in resi. And he would not call me by my name. My name is not hard. My name is four letters. 
Nick. Fun fact, there is a classmate of mine there on the same job site. His name is Nick. He got dubbed Pretty Nick by another guy in my class. That guy is, uh, he's an asshole. Well, he's actually like one of my best friends, but he's... You weren't were Pretty Nick? I wasn't Pretty Nick. We went to a party, oh. and he introduced, he goes, oh, this is Nick. And then, that was me. And then he goes, and that's Pretty Nick. I'm like, you dick. And then that stuck with it. That was the first year of our apprenticeship, and it's still Pretty Nick and, and Nick the entire time. So, whatever. He wouldn't call us by our name. It was Apprentice. I'm like, all right, I'll ride with it. And then it was, he would walk across, so we did, um, it was a six-story apartment building. The, the, it was uh, stores and a parking garage. He would walk across the fucking building, Apprentice, go get me MC. You left your workstation, walked across the fucking building, don't use my goddamn name, just to go get you shit? I understand we're supposed to be toolies and whatnot, and if I'm working with you in an electric room, in an apartment building, in an office, I know my place. If I'm on a ladder working and you walk across the building to go get you something, you can go fuck yourself. And I jumped off that ladder, and I was like, dude, last time I looked at my fucking license, I'm an adult, and my name is fucking Nick, not Apprentice. Use it, or we're going outside. My foreman was like... And I, yeah. he, he backed me up, you know what I mean? I'm like, dude, don't, don't be an asshole to me. Like, there, there's no point in being an asshole. Now, this guy was also 5'6", and I'm 6 foot. So I'm going to go ahead and say that it was little man complex. But uh, it always is. we don't need small dick energy anywhere, you know what I mean? And I'm like, bro, what, what, what are you doing in this world? But I had to actually catch myself. Not catch myself. I felt bad. Um, yeah. This is a couple, couple months ago. I made an apprentice cry. Uh and she was she was having a hard day. Of course, you know, not of course, but you know, it was a woman. Um, but that's why I felt bad. Is she understood the part of the of what people say of if you don't understand something, ask a question. What she, and she asked a bunch of questions, which is great. But what she didn't do was listen for the answer. She would ask a question. I'd go to answer it, or anybody, journeyman, other uh, apprentices, whatever. As they're about to answer, she'd walk away. We're like. I guess she figured it out. She just had to say it out loud. So I'm so. Oh man! First of all, she's running MC, not hard. Like you know, through metal studs, it's gonna go through like butter one way, and it's gonna go through very difficult the next. Correct. The studs were not all lined up the same way, so it was literally it would go through smooth, and then you had to inch it, you know. And I warned her. I was like, "Yeah, here's what you got to do." And I leave. I'm still an apprentice. I'm not supposed to have an apprentice, whatever, but I do. Check on her. And she's yanking on the MC. I'm like, okay, it's got to be going. Nah. The metal is just... I'm like, you can't can't have that. You can't see it. She's like, you can't see any copper. That ain't going to pass code, bro. We're going to get called. Like, what what do you mean? And she's like, I'm not repulling it. I'm like, the fuck you are? And she's like, it's 85 (laughs) feet. I'm not repulling it. I went and got my lopper so fast, I just started cutting. What are you going to do now? Repull it. Like She went home. She's like, I don't feel good. I'm like, oh. so I told my foreman, I was like, I don't want to work with her. Like, find somebody else. So a couple months go by. Whatever, it's fine. Now she's working with me again. We're doing lighting. Cool in the gang. My lineman and my stripper go missing. Strippers. I don't have a stripper at work where she's just dancing in the corner. My lineman and my strippers go missing. <laughs> I don't know if I'd work more or less. I don't know. It, It'd be a weird, it'd be a weird struggle. Um, but they go missing two days. I'm looking for it. 
She's looking with me. They're in her bags. I'm like, I went off. I, I went off. Like, I got mad mad. Because I'm like, dude, are you kidding me? Like, two days I wasted time looking for my shit. And that's when she cried. I felt bad. I got in trouble. Um, and then she yeah. drug up. Huh? Was it an intentional or just an I don't know, because it was in the bottom of her bag. So I just, I and she had her Lyman and her strippers in her pocket. I just happened to go on, it was on my cart that she was sharing, and I have a little duffel bag that the company gave us of power tools, and I was grabbing my rattle and saw my Lyman. I'm like, I didn't go in her bag, because I don't want that on me. Like, oh, well, you know, I was like, what are those? And, oh, here, what? <laughs> so I, ah, yeah, that was bad. But, and I, and I felt bad. I didn't get a chance to apologize to her because she left and uh, whole, whole, whole spiel, whole spiel. But so we can always touch back on work. So the main reason why you and I have talked and got you on this podcast was Correct. for other aspects, right? And Correct. the wood, I was just gonna, yeah. you were going to segue into that, right? So I have a question of what you are passionate about. Does that have anything to do with your childhood and where you grew up and what you've been through and i'm gonna let you say that those stories but reading your bullet points i was trying to connect dots as you were talking so i want to know if they do well you know um kind of going on that um you said what am i passionate about well one thing i guess is myself i i hate to love myself and i love to hate myself and i'm always my worst critic and um, a lot of that is the mental health aspect of it, which is, you know, why we're here today, why we're chatting. Right. Because it, it is such a key element. I mean, it shouldn't define you as a person, but it, it's definitely a large piece of your puzzle, like as a human being. You know, how goal-oriented you are, just all around everything. And um, uh, I was most, I've always struggled with mental health. As long as I can remember, I've always had just, I want to say sadness to me. Um, And, you know, family would notice it, things like that. And uh, when I was about 13, uh, 12 years old, um, I tried to go see a therapist um, because I had an an incident where, uh, so my, my mother and my biological father uh, got separated while I was still in her stomach. And apparently he said that she was too fat for him anymore or something and, you know, kicked her out, whatever. Uh, so growing up, I always had to do that weekend off, weekend long with um, my dad, and he would make comments like, you're only here because I, you know, not to sound gross, uh, there's never anything uh, like out of the ordinary that He'd say, like, you're only here uh, visiting me because I, I paid for it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, he had to pay child support. Support. So instead of visiting me and, and hanging out with me and wanting to, you know, be with me, it was more of a money issue. Right? Okay. Um, and I hated it. I always hated going. Uh, when I was with my mom, I had my friends and my family and my sister and all that stuff. So... Where I'm trying to kind of segue into it is I think because of that childhood trauma, and oh, and I do know, I remember, uh, you know, when I was 12, um, I had to go two weeks on, two weeks off, 
uh, to visit him in the summers. And I just dreaded it every time. And I, like I said, I was 12, so I knew once I hit 13, I could legally say, I don't, I don't want to visit you anymore. So he picked me up, and I remember I was just really unhappy, and he kind of said, like, what's wrong with you? So I said, I don't want to visit you anymore. And I guess that triggered him to drive all the way down, drive me and him all the way down to L.A. His friend had some houseboat, and he left me there by myself for the whole two weeks. From San Jose to L.A.? Yeah. Holy On a shit. In L.A., yeah, in like some little marine uh, community, and he left me there for two weeks. And I don't even know where he went, but I was there all wow. by myself with no phone or anything. So I think from his constant, his own issues, it obviously caused some, um, some childhood trauma for me. And uh, say so. from that, you know, going to therapy and then to other therapists, psychiatrists throughout the years, at first I was, um, you know, diagnosed with depression, anxiety. Then they started playing with the idea that maybe I was bipolar. Well, last year, I believe in November, his medications weren't working. Journaling wasn't working. Therapy wasn't working. Things weren't working. I had all this just weight of the apprenticeship on me. I was so stressed and miserable. Um, just really struggling. And I, I just finally found someone, uh, a therapist, uh, that actually took the time to, I think, care about her job. Mm-hmm. And I was diagnosed with uh, borderline personality disorder. Okay. <laughs> so... It was really scary knowing what's wrong with you, but at the same time, so refreshing because now you finally know what's wrong with you. Why the medication wasn't working. Why certain things weren't working. Why I constantly felt one minute happiness, but then in one next instance, I could be totally sad. Yeah. You know, uh, and, uh, and all the while I'm going through just all this other stuff. And, um, I don't know, it was just, like I said, it was such a, a weight off my shoulders, but then when I'm going through reading about some mental, you know, um, health disorder that I've never even heard about, and I'm reading that it's one of the hardest to treat, it's one of these, I just felt like so defeated, because I'm like, oh gosh, another thing that's wrong with me. Um, like I said, it doesn't define you, but when you're sitting there also in this man's world, and I put quotations around that, and you're just having to deal with all this outside constant criticism, this judgment, I have bills to pay, single mom, my kid's getting sick, babysitters don't want to watch the kids because of COVID, what if their pops COVID, you got to go get them tested for it. So I'm calling my foreman. I can't come into work because I don't want to watch my kids. They're getting mad at me because I'm not able to show up. It's, it was just, it was a lot. And slowly from that, I have been growing a little bit, but it's still really hard at the end of the day. You mean growing spiritually, emotionally, physically, or you mean growing a little, you know, little? <laughs> like, yeah, I, uh, I, uh, I 
right? <laughs> so that's yeah. a lot for anybody to take. So, yeah. A, kudos to you for being who you are today after everything you've been through. Because that, that would break a lot of people to a point of no return. Um, little by little, with, with that, how has that... What is what is the best way I would say that that you found is because I don't think you're you're on a lot of medications, but how do you how do you deal with it all? Because I mean that that's a lot. Now that you don't have the apprenticeship anymore, that's a huge weight off your shoulders. That's great. It, yeah. But yeah. with work and with knowing that you have to deal with this, what is the best way that you found to do it? I mean, you you have your therapist, but that's not a, an everyday situation. So if if you do have an attack, or I, I'm not sure how what the right word is for it. Um, I don't want to say flare up because that can come across as an STD or something, but uh, <laughs> uh, how do you, what's, what's the best way to like, is it breathing? Is it meditating? Is it punching a punching bag? You know what I mean? What, what has worked best for you in a bad situation? Um, I'm still figuring that out. Uh, like I said, so before when I thought, before I was properly diagnosed, and I know I did talk to you about, um, importance of being properly diagnosed and being able to get the right medications or the right therapy uh, right. treatment. Um, before I found out that I was on three different pills a day and they wanted to introduce a fourth one in. What the fuck? Yeah. And not only is that insane, because it's just like at, at that point you're feeling like a zombie to constantly remind yourself to take a pill. Yeah. But freaking money that if I didn't have insurance, oh, one yeah. of the pills alone, $500 a month for pills to make you feel normal or okay or whatever you what want to call the it. fuck? Yeah. I mean, it's just asinine. So, yeah, when they, the one therapist before wanted to introduce uh, a fourth one called an SSRI, I was just like, I can't do this anymore. Like, it's not even working I'm putting God knows what in my body. It's going to have long-term effects on my mind and my health. And there just had to be another way. That's when I went out and I researched and I found somebody else. Yeah. So, so from then on, uh, you know, with her permission, I, I slowly got off uh, certain medications because they were all, honestly, at the end of the day, making me feel worse than better. Really? So, yeah. So I got off those, and um, I looked into alternative alternative um, things that I could do. And it's something I was really ashamed to even tell my mom because of the stigma like, around it all and everything. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have a really close relationship, but not everyone always understands, right. you know, certain things. Yeah. So, I actually researched and um, was kind of uh, not convinced, but told that um, it's called TMS therapy. I don't okay. know if you've heard of it, mm -mm. but it's, it's essentially it's, um, it's a magnetic stimulation with a part of your brain that has to deal with the depression and anxiety. Okay. So it's pretty interesting. So you go for your, your treatment and it, they find this spot in your brain and it, it has a sensor and actually puts it on there and um, 
it gives you, I think, like little increments, like little, in, you know, of just like a magnetic stimulation to that yeah. point in your brain. Right. And uh, insurance does cover it because that was a big factor. Okay. So it's not like it's some kooky, wacky, like I'm, you know, <laughs> like I'm Batty from Ferngully the movie. I don't know if you're familiar, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Hitting my brains after something, but uh, it's like a legitimate thing, and you have to go every day uh, for like I think the first six weeks, and then you get to break it down into smaller increments until you're done. And uh, I I started that in December of last year. Okay. And finished around, I think, end of February. And it actually really did help. And it was just so interesting, like, knowing, like, so I guess the left side of your brain is the part that has, that controls your your depressive episodes or sends out your, you know, transmitters or whatever for uh, depression. And then... The left side is for anxiety, so that was kind of neat to figure out too. But I know that. that did help me tremendously. Yeah, I feel, and um, a lot of the other stuff is journaling, exercising. Um, I think a big portion is having a really tight, um, you know, system of friends that you can talk to and be honest with and be real with. Because don't get me wrong. We go to therapy sometimes, and we lie to our therapists, right? Right. Oh, well, you don't go. You don't go yet, but I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't go at all. No, I. I can't do it. So I mean, I can, I need to. I know I need to, but I. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's it's difficult. Uh, so, you know, I think having a, a good um, a good system of, of people that you can reach out to in times of need, I think that's been super helpful as well so sometimes it's i mean i get it pills work for some people but i don't know anybody that they work for to be honest with you anybody that i know that that is that that has had to take a pill or something for their uh anxiety or depression they say that if they they feel in a fog and it it, i don't want to say it makes it worse but yeah they're like oh i don't feel anxious or depressed but i'm not myself i'm like so what's what's better to feel yourself or I, I don't know. I, like my dad was manic depressive and you could always tell when he missed a pill and you're like, ah, right. oh, dude, like something, something's wrong. But then you can also tell that when he's on, I'm like, dude, you're just blah, you know? So I'm like, I don't know what's, what's, what's the better way to go about it, you know? And that's uh, clearly, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a doctor. I don't claim to be right. one. I don't want to be one, but right. it's more of a, I don't know. I'm, I, know. I'm I don't know. We, we should have done a disclaimer before the talk, not licensed therapy. Right. You know. I'll have to put that in my, uh, in my, when, in my opener when I, when I record that. Right. Like, uh, hey guys, like go see yeah. someone real. <laughs> right. And Hey, and don't let TikTok self-diagnose you either. That's like the silliest thing. So many people want to like glamorize like depression and anxiety. Like it's some good thing to have these days. Don't do it. It's not a romantic thing. It's not cute because you have it or you want to think you have it. Like, go actually see somebody that's licensed. <laughs> well, I, do you think that people, uh, I don't want to say fake it, but for lack of a better term, fake it just to be part of the cool kids? Honestly, but I don't know why. Like, so oddly enough, I guess um, my BPD is considered one of the sexy mental health 
issues. Okay. Just where um, you look at some descriptive things, like we're pretty fiery and passionate and whatnot. So I guess there's a there's a big following of these young young kids that want to start tagging that, start assuming that that's what they have, oh, because they think like glamorized. So oh, as much as I love being on social media, it it is so toxic. Yeah, <laughs> it, really is. it really is. It really is. So the I've uh, only other part I've ever had with diagnosed anxiety and depression is when my daughter was. 12, 13. Yeah. I got really close to the camera. Like, Hey, uh, my daughter was really not, she wasn't really close to the camera. She's not in this conversation. Um, 12 or 13 years old. She started, uh, she had a friend who was very like depressed and all that. So it's almost like a monkey see monkey do. So I was like, okay, well let's go talk to somebody. Cause I don't want to just ignore it and say, I'm not a doctor again. I don't want to say you're fine. Took right. her to a doctor and they asked, weird questions like are you stressed out at school and she said yeah well you, you you have anxiety and i'm like wait a minute she's 13 12 who's not like oh my god right. i have a math test tomorrow like what am i gonna do i'm gonna fail right i feel like that's more normal and it's like and that's the first thing that they wanted to do was like well we can prescribe you something i'm like whoa 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 you're not gonna start yeah. pumping pills down my daughter's throat bro like that that ain't happening like it's why is that your go-to like hey go for a jog like it's <laughs> I mean, case in point, they wanted to have me on four different ones for the day. They're just, they're making money, and it's not, it's not with intention. Yeah. It's, you know, I mean, half of, half of health issues is because people just don't want to exercise anymore, right? And then instead of saying, hey, get off the couch, go work out, stop eating this, stop eating that, and then you'll get better, they go, oh, here's a pill. Yeah. Here's a pill. Yeah. Here's a pill. There is something to be said about going for a run or working out or something when you're not feeling good. And it, I even even today I was like, crap. What time are time are we supposed to meet? I was like, is it four? And once you said five thirty, I was like, oh thank God. Like, <laughs> I felt weird because I haven't gone to the gym for freaking almost a week and a half. And yes, I'm not like the epitome of health, you know, blah blah blah. But going and working out and lifting weights and running or something is. It, it clears your mind. And that's why I have so much on my plate with work and my apprenticeship, my kids, locals only, and my photography, all this crap. Weirdly enough, that's how I think. And that's how I sort through stuff is piling more stuff on. Yes, I have my down days and it's like, shit, I can't do this anymore. Like, I'm done. But that's not, that's not really around a lot. Um, but I'm weird. So I'm also the guy that I need to go to a regular doctor because I go through a bottle of ibuprofen a month at work because my oh, knees wow. and my back are all messed up. And I'm like, I got to work. I can't take time off. I can't have surgery because I got I can't miss work. So, um, and everyone else like, dude, how do you do that? Like, you know, I, I, I got hurt. I need to be like, you No, 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 don't be like me. I internalize everything negative. I yeah. down every like ibuprofen motion I can just to walk every day. And I paint a smile on my face like no other. Don't be like me because I'm clearly fucked up, but I know I'm fucked up and I know when it's coming on. Because clearly if my dad was manic depressive, it's going to kind of trickle down to me too. And I can feel when I'm super, super high and I can feel when I'm super, super low. And I'm like, I got to go. And 
I just got to go walk it off. I know something's coming or a couple days. I'm like, shit, I'm going to be yeah. an asshole and I'm going to do my best to get out of it, but I'm going to be an asshole. Uh, steer clear. <laughs> like it's. <laughs> well, and see, you said it right there though. Like you, at least you're aware. A lot of people walk around and it's getting more ex- exposed and more um, open to kind of discuss these kind of things. Um there's not such a stigma around it too much anymore but you know it is so hard a lot of people do sit there and they want to oh that there's a, i don't have a problem it's just i had a bad day or this and that and i you know the first part of it is just accepting like hey maybe something's not right you yeah. know and at least at least that you know you said you haven't gone to therapy yet you're not ready for that that's fine but at least you're aware and you're able to feel when something's coming like you're in tune with your emotions and right there that's so much growth and development whereas you're not just completely suppressing it you know what i mean and like i'm I'm like you i like to be funny i like to smile all the time but it's 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 challenging sometimes and i know at one point um you know a few months ago i had a really rough weekend and I, it's not something I'm proud of, but, uh, you know, I sat there contemplating, um, doing something that I'm glad I didn't do, but it's like, instead of, instead of anybody acknowledging that and like kind of seeing the patterns and things, cause like you said, you could feel it coming on, you notice a pattern. Yeah. So instead of anyone kind of seeing those certain things that were happening, I showed up to work Monday morning and was like, whoa, you must have had a rough weekend, you must have been partying, you know, doing this, doing that. And instead of saying, you know, the truth, which I, I wouldn't fully admit that anyway, not on the job side, but instead I just let them believe, you know, uh, oh, Heather's hungover, Heather's doing this, Heather's doing that. Right. But it's just like, it's so tr- it's challenging, but I think there needs to be more people too that just are aware of this. So... If their loved ones are hurting, if they're struggling, if your friend's struggling, even if some guy that you maybe see once or twice on the or girl on the job site that you see once or twice and you notice something's just off, sometimes just being able to go up to them and acknowledging it or just saying hi or hey, how, how are you doing? I notice, you know, I notice you haven't been here for a few days. Are you okay? Like instead of like, oh, taking time off again partying on a vendor, you know, whatever it is. Right, right, right. Like, if I think if we had a little more sensitivity to to that aspect of it, because you know how the trades are. They're just so... Ruthless. Yeah. It is. And I think that on the, again, advocate, uh, with that, there needs to be more sensitivity to it. But at the same time, there's always going to be people that take advantage of it and it's like how many people that i i know a few of them that oh heather needed a mental health thing she got a four-day weekend no questions asked i'm upset too you know what i mean right. and it's like wait yeah, a minute well, my paycheck my paycheck isn't so i'm not getting paid bro right <laughs> right that's the hard part about taking days off and and that's i mean realistically that's why i was talking to another apprentice on our side who got hurt and he's like i'm I'm trying to be like you know he said it to me i'm trying to be like you and be at work i'm like bro if you're hurt get disability and get better like 
if you fuck your backup more than what you did, you're fucked for life. And you're already 40 years old. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're fucked. What, what, what is it going to do to, because if you work two days a week, now you can't get any sort of disability or nothing. Now you're like, now what? Now your mortgage is going to be late. You know what I mean? Stop trying to be a man and a man and be right. real with yourself. And right. Hey, uh, but, and that's, that's the hard part is, and this is going to sound very weird. I don't think the trades are going to change until a bulk of those old timers. I don't want to say are gone, like gone, but like retire. You know what I mean? Because they're, they're very much dead set in their ways of, I'm sure you've seen that joke about everybody's grandparents are laughing and smiling, having a great time. Someone busts out a camera and they stop smiling for the camera and then go back to it. That's how the trades are. And it's like, yeah. yeah. And I think that until people are really real with it, it's not going to, or not, not real with it until the uh, older generation changes or gets out, retires, whatever, it's not going to change. But you have that, it's not going to be in a middle. It's going to go from one side completely to the other of, which I've seen this a lot. I don't want to work. How can I get out of it? Uh, this is the first time I've seen in, I mean, I've been in the trades for, uh, we're going to call it 15 years, but I've only been an electrician for four. And this is the first time I've seen in my school, 10 plus people got held back a bracket because they don't have enough work hours. Now this is different because of COVID, but I know, I know a lot of people that use that to their advantage of, I'm going to sit at home. I'm like, yeah, it's great to sit at home, but now you're not working and now you don't have your hours. Now you don't have, and I'm going to talk next Thursday to a journeyman about this. Um, the struggles of not working. Cause then you lose your medical. You're not paying into yeah. your retirement. You're, you're, you're hurting yourself in other ways that you're gonna, if you don't have one, you're going to develop depression because you're like, shit, my kid's sick. I didn't work for six months. I don't have medical insurance. What do I do? Oh yeah, shit. My car just broke down. What do I do? Right. <laughs> it, it is. It's, it's a vicious cycle. And I know earlier you said we need more sensitivity about the, the topic in the trades, but maybe not so much as more sensitivity, but maybe a little less judgment. Yeah, more understanding of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I get it. There's a job that needs to be done. There's this, but it's like when you do communicate that you have some issues on hand, like I'm a single mom, and sometimes, you know, I don't, I don't get that extra help with if I don't have, you know, if I don't have anyone to watch the kids and take them to school in the morning, like I'm, I'm screwed. Right. So it's like also when, when you communicate those challenges and these things and think you're, you're going about the right way and everyone says, okay, like these things are fine, this and that. But at the end of the day, you know, people are making smart comments at you. Oh, they're, you know, so-and-so can't show up on time, this and that. It's just like, like you don't know what they're dealing with at home. Right. They're they're not paying your bills. Their paycheck isn't reflected on, on what you're getting in your pocket. Like as long as everything's handled between you and your foreman or whoever, it should be fine. But just everyone likes to kind of talk shit sometimes, which I get it. Shit talking is part of the trade, right? I talk shit a lot. Time, oh, me too. All day. All day. <laughs> not only about stuff that's not uh, not. Not too insensitive. If I know something seriously wrong with you, I'm not going to joke about it. Um, right. But that's, that's, 
if, if I know, well, that's a lie. I'm going to go ahead and take that back. If I know something <laughs> seriously wrong with you, I'm probably still going to make like poke fun, but not in a very, you're going to know that I'm joking around. And then I'll be like, are you good? You know what I mean? Right. It's more of a conversation starter, icebreaker. Like, you know, a homie who's uh hurt his back, you know, out for a week. He comes back. I'm like, Hey, I'm Nick. Nice to meet you. You're new on the site. I haven't seen you around. I know right. he's hurting. Yeah, I'm like, but are you good? You know what I mean? Um, and then I make fun of him for being older than me and he's a younger apprentice. And then that just happens. But I think that that ties back to what you were saying about thicker skin yeah. to a degree. That doesn't just mean right. you take abuse from shit all day long. I mean, everybody has to know that line. I don't want the trades to change to a fact that I can't talk shit to you at all. Um, but there should be an understanding of their shit yeah. talking. And then it's like, Hey, Mr. Foreman, I am kind of fucked up. I'll see you Monday. You know what I mean? Um, And and you're good. But like you said, there is a job that needs to get done. And there's only so much that they can give us because we have to meet in the middle to get everything done. And that means the building get built and yourself not get torn down. You know what I mean? Because it's it's a constant struggle. Like this past week, I'm on lighting and I'm on MC. Sucks. I've been on since InWall. But now I've now worked myself into a situation with one journeyman that we're the problem solvers. And my task yesterday, I was so pissed off yesterday. Um, at the end of the day, it's I'm running the MC for lighting in finished walls, finished T-bar. So, of course, MC has that weird oil. You touch it. Now the wall's fucking scuffed. And I'm like, oh, this sucks. Right. And I'm running for lighting controls. All right, run from here to here. Uh, you're 12-2. Awesome. Dude, that's eight offices and a hallway. That can't be right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They mounted a box. You're just going to go from J-box to J-box. Okay, go through my chase. I'll go to land it. I'm like, something's not right. Go look at the prints. It's the same circuit number. Switch legs match up as what they should be. The panel number is off by one number. So it was LH21. Over here, it's LH23, east and west. 120 feet of MC I pulled. Hey, man, uh, here's what the prints say. Fuck. All right, pull it out. Okay, pull it out. Redo what I need to do. At the end of the day, do what the fuck's taking you so long. What? I just pulled 120 feet of MC in and out, and I had to fix the fuck up because y'all told me that this is what I had to do after I questioned it. Yeah, you need to hurry the fuck up. Like, this is fast as I'm going. What are you going to (laughs) do? I feel it. It's crazy. And then at the end of the day, you're just like, like, you know, you're just playing even more insane because... You get stuck in shitty situations like that. Right. Uh, I mean, I have a, a good foreman where he understands and he jokes around. He goes, oh, maybe for one on your phone or blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, you whatever, dude. It is what it is. Um, it's just frustrating. You know what I mean? Yeah. But. Oh, uh, yeah. It totally is. Because, you know, and I think that all stems back around. Because you're, you're doing that task and in the back of your head, you're, you know that it's taking too long or it's going to. And then someone else says that to you and you're like, fuck, I know. Like. I wish I could have pulled this faster or fixed it faster, but it is what it is. Well, there are some times that I, I know I purposely don't run. And I'm sure everybody has this because the second that you run and start working fast, it's never fast enough. And they expect, yeah. they expect it every day. And I'm like, it ain't happening. There, there's no way I can, I can pull 250 feet of MC every day. There's no right. way I can throw up 
a thousand feet of conduit unless it's like a straight run a day. If I'm right. doing kicks and offsets, all yeah, it's gonna take time. If unless you want it to look like shit, I mean, I can throw up shitty work all day. But oh, yeah. what do you want? Like you, you know what I mean? And it's. I, I feel I feel like that's kind of just the way everything's going though. I've been on a couple job sites now where I feel like the work doesn't even look good anymore, and no one really gives a shit. No, they don't, and I think wow. that that happens. And it's the joke I mean, of you're gonna have it I, on those bigger jobs. Like visibly level, like you can see it with your eye, and it's just like yeah, really, you're making this much money. And you're going to slap that up with your name on it and you're going to call it a day and think that's, that's okay. That's, I'm but, having a problem with that because it, 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 yeah. it is that. And I'm like, I have a problem with it because now I'm the guy that has to go fix it. So I'm like, yeah. I make $20 less than you do because I'm still an apprentice. And you're just like, fuck it. It's just one, I, it's a short call to me. So I'm going to go back to the hall anyway. And I'm like, right. I understand that mindset of it. Like, yeah, there's always them jobs. But. Every time I'm on a bigger job, like I think we have 65 to 70 electricians alone on this job site. Not a lot gets done. You know what I mean? There, there, there's too many bodies. There's too many hands in the cookie jar. And it's, all right, so now what are we going to do? Just to save some overtime, you're going to throw all these people in here. That's all you do. That's all you do. And then you get yelled at for, why isn't it done? I don't have a ladder. <laughs> I'm not 13 feet tall. <laughs> right? And then they wonder why we're pulling our hair out at the end of the day. And whatever. having to go to therapy because we're pissed off, and then it's a vicious cycle. So it's, man, I don't yeah, know. It, tell me, I know all about it. I mean, I'm, I'm surrounded by men all day, and I have daddy issues. God, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> So, outside of work and everything, how else is everything going uh, mental health-wise with um, your life? I mean... Everything's really good. Like I, like I was kind of saying before, um, I mean, don't get me wrong, the aspect of not having a steady paycheck every, every week is, is taking its toll, but I'm also going through a point right now where I just... Um, I need to do a lot of just self-reflection and redirection and all that. And I feel like when I come back from it, I'll be a, a little stronger. Yeah. And because I just, I need to be in my own right mind. I need to provide for my kids. I need to be able to be there and be present on a job. I can't sit there and keep stressing and, you know, it's kind of horrible when you're sitting there on a job site all day going, oh, my God, I heard a rumor. You know, see, everyone loves rumors. Right. I heard a rumor. That there's going to be layoffs. It's going to be me. It's going to be me freaking out, feeling just insecure, you know, with my own stuff going on. It's just, I don't know. But, um, no, I'm actually thinking making some progress. And, I mean, I don't, I know not everyone can have the luxury of doing that taking time off and reevaluating and whatnot. So if you if you can't take time off of your work and step back and reevaluate, reconnect, I I just highly suggest that, you know, we're all so busy, we're so in tune with our phones all the time. I just I feel like we need to take more time at least once a week just to sit there and really 
dig deep into yourself and make mental notes and challenge yourself a little more just to be a better, healthier person all around because you also kind of project that into everything else, right? Yeah. And I just, I wasn't liking the person I was becoming and uh, it's not me. Right. And uh, yeah, uh, it's just super important. I mean, it, even our minds are, you know, they're attached to our gut and we digest our, you know, digest everything our outlooks, all of that. So I just wish if, if anyone were to get anything from this, uh, listening, you know, to us today, I just hope they really understand that aspect of it. Like take time to focus on you and take time to reevaluate a little bit. That's true. That's, that's, that's very true. So the way that, that, that you were talking, it sounds like it's coming to a pivotal point to where we can, wrap it up now we can do that and i'm okay with that and then i'll figure out how to make it look like i look like i'm in a closet i'm really not in a closet i'm in my bedroom but i thought it'd be cool to put my locals only flag behind me but it's really dark and i have a light on but you know there's a light on but i'm like ah it looks like i'm in a closet so i gotta edit that and blah 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 um there's something that you hit me up with yesterday do you want to save it for another episode or do what you want it? to drop it now? Which one? What your face is being used for. Oh, okay. That's up to you. You can either drop it now or we can do another episode of it later on. It is entirely up to you because this was a heavier episode and you had a lot of stuff that's in it. Um, this can either take a couple twists and turns or we can be like, next time. Well, I think honestly it could be a little short and sweet. All right, uh, drop it down. Maybe a little uh, more of a lighthearted note instead of being so heavy. This whole this is a uh, lighthearted yeah. note. What this this is going to be a lighthearted note. So we went from toes being nipples to super super like deep and you know everything with your with your childhood and 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 whatnot you discovered about yourself and now we're going to jump into this one and it's lighthearted. I'm, hey, do you <laughs> do you? Like I said, I have a weird sense of humor. I'm for it. Um, I'm for it. <laughs> okay. All right. Here it goes. So, yeah, yesterday I get hit up. And, I mean, you, you follow me on my Instagram, and I, I hope you post it so other people can follow. Um, that uh, I have quite a few followers. I used to have a few more. Um, back in the day, I did a little bit of um, lightweight modeling, things like that that I can't do anymore because I'm in the trade, I'm surrounded by men, and if they come across it, there's boom, even more judgment, right? right. And I know you I know you even mentioned that because of your uh, your calendar. You know a lot of My calendar? I have a calendar? I do. It's a blue collar babes <laughs> calendar coming out two thousand twenty two next year. We'll we'll keep we'll we'll go back to that though. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I, I can't really do that anymore. Anyways so I don't know, unbeknownst to me, I'm sitting there cleaning my house, going about my day, and I get a message through Instagram from a, a follower of mine from Ireland, mind you. Ireland? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Hey, I think I think this is a fake account. Is this really you or not? And I was like, what the hell? And then all of a sudden, boom, 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 boom. All these different people 
asking me if it's me. Uh, and I'm sitting there going, oh, my God, what the F? You know, some guys uh, that I've been on the job sites with before, they were saying something. I know a couple of them said, I know you haven't been working right now, so I thought maybe it was you because you want some money. Things like that. And, I mean, it's... Whoa. So, at first... I didn't even I was, put those two together. Yeah, neither <laughs> did I. And I'm sitting there looking at, what? Hi, my name's Heather. Follow me for 30-day free trial. Like, I would get 30 days for free. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> Maybe two. <laughs> two days. Tops. Yeah. Uncensored stuff. Someone said, what is it? You're doing OSHA violations, which I thought <laughs> was pretty funny. That's pretty good. Um, <laughs> but the, the kicker is, is on the Instagram, it has a link you could click on. Okay. And it's like a legit thing. And so I was like really freaking out because I was like, oh, God, some guys from work or you know, family comes across it and they really put in their credit card, or, you know, or they think it's really a legit thing or they do put in their credit card information. Like, are they going to get hacked? You know, because I'm thinking about others too at this point, not even just myself. But anyways. Um, I don't know how to take that. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pause you right there. I don't know how to take what you just said, that you're thinking <laughs> about other people getting hacked rather than them trying to buy what you think that they're trying to buy and you're like, oh, but don't get your credit card information stolen, even though you're trying to buy my free subscription for 30 days. Uh, well, I, I did see I did see a couple bros I'm familiar with that uh, did follow and, and uh, click on the profile. So I'm like, hey, I see you, perv. <laughs> if it does get tight, you know, you're like, hey, you know who to hit up first, those guys. Like, hey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um. Someone said something to me. It was actually a couple hours before uh, we jumped into this podcast, and they said not to sound, you know, old school or cliche, but um, you know, in, not intimidation. What is it? Flattery is the best form of uh, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not flattery. I don't know. Imitation is the best yeah. form of flattery. There you go. Yes, thank you. But I don't know. It was just. It was crazy, but then I did get to see all the, the kind people, you know, reach out yeah. and say all the stuff and record and block it. Um, yeah, that That's was, dope. That was a wild 24 hours for sure. I've never had anyone do that before. Yeah. To me, I don't know if it's actually like a scam or a bot or whatever. I don't know what it is, or I don't know if it was somebody, somebody that was maliciously trying to do it. I don't know, because... I have lots of friends, but I also have enemies, so... Well, you're the third person that I've known that it's happened to. Um, yeah. The weirdest one... Why has got really big, and when I'm in a closet, they get weird. Uh, I'm not in a closet, but it looks like it. After my you podcast... Keep, you keep saying that. Keep Maybe saying you just it. come out of the closet already. <laughs> what, what, am I, what am I supposed to do with that? Like, <laughs> that's an office joke right there. Correct. I know. So, on... Uh, Sunday was when I did, I think it was Sunday was when I did my, uh, my fourth episode of mental health with, um, Tiffany who has a lot of followers on TikTok, and almost within like 10 minutes of us being done. I'm not even done uploading it to be out there. I get a follow and I look and it was damn near spelled the same way. And I was like, that's weird. I thought she was already following me, but it had like an extra N and it was the same yeah. thing. And I was like, what the fuck? 
so see screenshot it send it over i was like yo check this out and she sent me back a couple of screenshots i guess the stupid person tried to add them too and i was like well that's just not smart business and she's like i'm so freaked out and i was like i didn't do it like don't think it's tied to me that just because you just talked to me it went away (laughs) wait i just want to say i don't know i don't know what hers was but i'm kind of piecing the puzzle pieces together here the website's called loyal fans and i know or local fans and i know you're a local hey 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 whoa there buddy whoa there now i gotta try to find it because hers wasn't even a screenshot from uh damn it hers wasn't even a screenshot from instagram hers was from snapchat um so it was hers was called just for fans not me at all I was very confident about that, and I had no idea. If it came out as, like, local fans, I'm like, oh, fuck. I just thought I fucked myself right there. (laughs) But luckily, you're afraid of their credit card information, so we have the good side of it. So, what we can... There's something else to add to the shit show, but... Well, at least it was a lighthearted part of it that you found humor in it, and it's you know it was reported and, and blocked, and people have your back and did it for you, it's so that's not, good. It's still not blocked yet. It'll get there. I don't know how many blocks or reports it needs, um, yeah. but I know I reported it, and it was hopefully it gets down soon. Um, but so is, is, it, is this the part of the show where I put in my real link? If you, I mean, we can we can type it in. It can it, we can have like the old school clip art. It can spin around and just psh, uh, right over. Um, I can type in the description. I just get ten percent now. Um, so we can we can we got to stop this thirty day free trial thing though. It's got to be at least fifteen. Like, come on, cut that in half. I'm saying, I'm saying. So what we can do is, I have no idea how I'm gonna upload this to YouTube. Um, you're going to be the very first one, uh, being on YouTube. I don't have a channel yet, so I'm going to figure that out until that time. It's going to be up on Spotify and Apple. Um, and then we can go from there. Uh, but I do want to say thank you for being open and real, um, with me because it is just me right now, but it's not going to be just me tomorrow. Um, my last episode, I think it's over 700, um, hits like listens, so, which is good, and I know that I'm in four different countries now with this podcast. So, hopefully, it does bring awareness and people more comfortable to talk about stuff, and it can be more positive than negative. Um, and hopefully, we can start to change some some aspects and some some viewpoints on some stuff. So, I do want to say thank you for being real and open uh, with everything that you did share because you did not have to do any of it. So, thank you, ma'am. Well, and on that, I do want to also thank you because I think this is such a a good thing to um, talk about and expose and bring more light to it. And I want to thank you for giving me the platform to be able to do so. And like I said, if it helps somebody or it helps somebody understand their daughter, their sister, brother, you know, whoever, their neighbor, um, I hope, you know, that's just what at least we'll come about it. And um, I'm an open book always. I, I could be a mess, but I am who I am. I'm comfortable yep. with that. Yep. And, you know, I just, yeah, thank you for giving me the opportunity. No problem. I will say, 
me doing a lot of these mental health ones, I'm going to have to break it up. It's going to have to make me go to therapy sooner because I'm listening to all the <laughs> stories and I'm like, man, this uh, is hard to listen to all the time. <laughs> I know. Actually, a lot of therapists say that they get, um, they get bogged down the weight of hearing everyone's stories sometimes. So, uh, like I said, it's important to take a step back, make sure you're okay. What's worse is I will, I, I had the conversation with you. I'm going to upload it and then I'm going to listen to it at work tomorrow to know where I fucked up. And so I'm listening to everybody's stories two or three times. I'm like, fuck, that's cool. Yeah. I'm going to do the same thing. And it's okay. <laughs> but I'll, I'll let you go. And, uh... Thanks again. Thank you, ma'am. We will be talking soon. I'll let you know when it's up there. And uh, thank you to everybody else who's listening and gonna, hopefully going to watch soon. So have a good night. Yeah. Bye.